consider yourself under my protection. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off, what are you? What's but a smile on that face? I'm touching myself tonight. How could a woman possibly fight this? There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger. <laughs> Network. What's up, guys, and welcome to the DC versus Marvel podcast, where we talk about the latest DC and Marvel movie news. My name is Uz, and I'm a regular DC fanboy. And once again, uh, in the red corner, representing Marvel Comics, is my boy Ed. How you doing, bro? Um, mixed feelings this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we'll all get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is Ed is usually super, super happy all the time, right? So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Um, he's gonna have to get happy at some point because otherwise, it's gonna be gonna be my depressive thoughts going through there all the time, basically, right? Usually, so, Marvel makes it easy, but I don't know. I think they might have dropped the ball this time, yeah. Mm. He- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's let's see. Let's see my thoughts on that there as well. Um, anyway, guys, what are we talking about today, man? We got some She-Hulk. Uh, we got some independent comic book stuff. Um, you know, we've got uh, I, I, me talking about the worst superhero uh, movie ever that I saw this week. Um, of supposed cut scenes there from uh, from Doctor Strange. Um, Ezra up to his own own tricks there as well, and has uh, technology gone. Uh, gone too far now uh that's something that we're going to be talking about there man so uh without further ado let's uh let's get into it man and um i'm just thinking i'm just thinking first uh we'll get to the main thing which is which is obviously the she-hulk trailer which kind of dropped there yesterday um but i just want i just wanted to kind of briefly just just talk about this film that i saw that was like the worst superhero film that I've literally ever seen in my life, right? Oh. And um, it is a film called Firestarter, right? Oh, does that? That's not a superhero film. It's like a it's, remake of an old horror film. It's a superhero film. They call her a superhero multiple oh. times oh. in the film. They call stretch. her. They call her a superhero in the film. Like people, the the people who are trying to get the kid actually call her a superhero. Um, yeah, this film is freaking terrible, man. Um, when when I was watching it, I was thinking, wait a second, because uh, sometimes I get confused when I'm not kind of um, watching like the main studios, and I think, okay sometimes you get an independent studio that brings up something and i'm i was thinking are they are they kind of like building up to something here like um i went afterwards and kind of researched and thought is is brightburn from the same studio and stuff right yeah. and you know is that but but no it's not it's basically just like just this basically this storyline is that this family get like genetically um uh, experimented on and what it does is it ends up creating uh, <laughs> them. yeah exactly they end up basically having this ability where the dad kind of has like professor x type ability where he can control minds the mom doesn't she had abilities but they disappeared they never really elaborate on it and then the daughter basically has the ability to start fires and also control people's minds like the father however the fires only turn up when she's scared and stuff right and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody to see it because I actually think you should see it because sometimes you've got to see something that is yeah. so horrendous to actually realize how good actually things are. But, um, but yeah, um, this, 
the storyline makes no sense. The ending is bizarre. Like literally the ending makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, and I would love you guys to, whoever's seen it, just send us some messages and let me know what you think about it. Because I was thinking at the start, this is a decent premise and it's basically turned into a heap of shit halfway <laughs> through, right? Yeah, I can't remember the original. Like I remember seeing it as a kid, but I don't really remember the details of it. I know, um, uh, what was her name? Oh, blanking on her name from the 80s. She was in Charlie's Angels films and E.T., the actress. Oh, um, uh, yes, yes, I remember. Oh uh, not Farrah Fawcett. Was it was Farrah no, no, Fawcett? No, 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 no. no it's the, um, it it's the dark girl. hair one, wasn't it? No, no, she was the blonde little girl that was in E.T. Uh, oh, uh, Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore, that was it. Yeah, yeah. She was in. She was in a film like this, was she? Yeah, she was in the original Fire. Star okay. Time. Yeah. Okay. No. This is. Yeah. This. This was not great. Basically, so um, they tried to. They tried to capitalize on the on the you know getting on the superhero bandwagon, but yeah, it, it didn't doesn't seem to have worked uh very very well, well that's man. their so, problem they turn a horror movie into a superhero film that, that ain't gonna work that is true that is true man so so yeah let's let's drop that because um because i'm gonna leave that for you guys as a massive surprise when you actually go, go and see it um and instead let's talk about another independent um uh, comic book property um which apparently is now going to be remade um by fox but fox is owned by disney so i guess it is disney pretty much uh which is the league of extraordinary gentlemen right yes. um now this is basically like um this is very interesting because this is a very like it's a very british um style of of writing this kind of thing i mean it's american comic book right but basically yeah. it's like it is the, the whole style of it is like um is, public domain is a, classic public domain characters from back in the yeah day. yeah so they're kind of like they're kind of like characters that basically people um now i kind of think is a little bit weird because it's kind of like you know you got um alan quartermain and and uh Visible you know man yeah and some of these some of these characters jekyll, um, and jekyll and hyde yeah some of these characters are like very like colonial and you kind of think like you know like like are these gonna are these gonna fly properly nowadays or people just gonna um, just gonna moan a well, lot about it hopefully if they kind of stick with how the original comic was which is still pretty vague in my memory to be honest but i did read it it is very dark it, it doesn't really try and treat them as if they're these great heroes yeah like you know they've got drag drug they're drug addicts they've got mad issues psychological issues they're dealing with i remember invisible man being a pervert he needs to creep into like a girl store, <laughs> which is what girls. he would be, which is yeah. what he would be, right? Like, you know what I mean? And when they made that movie with um, Sean Connery in the early mm -hmm. 2000s, they just completely threw it out the window and just made that abomination of a flick. So if they yeah. go back to how it was, there's a lot of fun to be had there. there yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of fun to be had there, man. And and that is, is very like steampunky, you yeah. know, uh, like crazy technology in the time when technology shouldn't really exist and stuff like that um yeah Jekyll and you know the, all of these kind of things man because like you know Jekyll and Hyde is kind of like the Hulk kind of thing and you know just just very just very, I I'm quite interested in that I'm quite interested in the way that they might actually portray that having seen Strange and how they've how they decided like oh let's let's add more brutality into the 
to the MCU. Like, I'd like to see actually how they can do that in the Fox property because I think they'll just they'll go off on one like yeah. like big time. You know what I mean? So so I think that would be I think that would be pretty decent, man. So um, the uh, let's flip back to DC there for the moment. Have you seen the new pictures coming out of the Sandman? A couple, um, yeah. So. Yeah, so there's been like um, you know Gwendolyn Christie as as Lucifer, um, some some pictures there of uh, of Morpheus there, um, you know uh, other kind of pictures that are just like um, pretty much they all seem to be revolving around the ceremony that is that is occurring where they're trying to trap death. Um, so I think they're really keeping a lot of things kind of behind and stuff like that. So um, do you think like? Um, because uh, because you know the thing is the thing is with like us we're obviously quite into like you know comic books and all this kind of stuff and when something like sandman audiobook comes out it's like right you gotta listen to it download it all that kind of stuff there yeah. um and to me now it's like james mcavoy kind of like when i when i look at the graphic novel it's like yeah hear that voice. voice is yeah. in there right and now i'm thinking okay this next dude has got uh got outdo that i'm just wondering like you know, it, it, <sighs> oh man, because yeah, they literally haven't shown us anything of him really talking. And so how's he? How's he gonna sound? Well, is he gonna have a weird accent? Is he gonna suddenly become sound like he's from Norwich or something? Like, is it just gonna? <laughs> well, well uh, yeah. The thing is that he's got to basically have like a dreamy voice, basically, kind of mm. kind of thing. That's the whole whole point. To like, um, what do they call it? What? Um, uh, also has this ASMR yeah voice. he also has this air of superiority about him when he talks as well it's yeah just... yeah that he's that he's way above like everybody else and stuff like that which James McAvoy like really captured Nailed. extremely well um uh, apparently Neil Gaiman has been t- talking to the actor saying to him like you know because he was doing a very growly kind of voice which he said was too like too Batman-y and you need to kind of change it to something a bit different so he has been kind of coaching him about it and saying Okay. mate change it around to, to something slightly different so that, what makes me optimistic the fact that gaming is still very much involved hopefully there'll be some consistency there well that's the thing you know he's you know he obviously knows the way that he wants the sandman to be portrayed and that's obviously where he's going with that so yeah definitely definitely the fact that he's involved is a it's a great thing although jeff johns was involved in green lantern and uh, <laughs> we know we know how that he lost how that turned out. this uh despite making a very uh a very good green lantern series in the but game in the mess up the audiobooks you know he, he that was is true big part that of that and it's true those were awesome I'd love to see if they're going to do the narration and all that kind of stuff. There'll be, uh, you know, be interesting to see if they're going to do that because that really does add to it because it kind of brings you the picture. But I guess they're going to they're going to be showing some stuff there as well. So you know, if you're showing things in pictures, you maybe don't need as much of the narration there as as they had there as they had there before. Um, There's been rumors that um, Captain Carter series live action is going to be coming to um to disney plus yeah. uh we've seen that quite a lot of different places there um as well as um the uh as well as the uh, the reveal that you know the there's some uh, like one still which literally just echo just sitting sitting basically which is like the first still from the echo uh, echo series there yeah. as well um what what's your thoughts on 
Captain Carter, Echo. Echo, as... I guess we knew about, so there's no real surprises there. I'm just curious about, you know, what her solo story is going to be and where that's going to be based. But Captain Carter, I'm actually into it because I like the actress, I like Haley, what's her face? And yeah, I think there's room there to tell if they can go back, if they can, if they, mm. they've got the common sense and they go back to that first Captain America movie mm-hmm. and that sort of rocketeer tone that they managed to evoke in that film, if they can go back to that for the series, and it, it, just the fact that it's based in like the 30s gives it, you know, makes it so much different than everything else we've gotten with the uh, Disney Plus MCU stuff. So, yeah, it could be fun. It could be a lot of fun. But the issue is, though, I find it hard to believe that they're going to get back uh, Captain America actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Evans. Yeah. Yeah. So do they need to? Do they need to get him back? I guess they don't. I guess if they take a different they need path to get than the back, what if. Um, they need to get back, what's his name? Erskine. Um, and that actor actually lives in the UK now. I can't remember what his name is. Um, it's quite a famous actor there as well. It's like yeah. it, it's uh, but he lives in the UK uh, yeah. now. So um, so they're you know they're probably gonna do something like that. I don't know if you ever saw there was this um there was this like uh film that came on T it's like a TV film uh, a while back based on a book it's called like 12 steps or something and basically it's like a a world war one spy thriller you're thinking Alan tucci and that's what his name yeah tucci stanley tucci yeah stanley, stanley tucci, tucci. tucci. <laughs> yeah so um so yeah the, um and it's basically about this like world war one thr- thriller where it's like is this guy a spy is he not a spy is he meeting up with the with the germans to sell them secrets and stuff like that and it's really quite interesting because they're obviously they're going back in that in that period of time yeah. when like submarines didn't really exist a lot and stuff like that and people would see a submarine and think damn this is just absolutely crazy and stuff yeah. i think there could be a lot of black ops stuff that they could say yeah. captain carter too especially in the 30s and stuff like trying to you know uncover kind of things that are going on um but i think it would be the only the only issue that i have with that is that if captain carter is existing the same uh, as a as an alternate around the same time that captain america would have existed then that means that they're going to have to put captain carter in the second world war whereas i think that more kind of an agent carter kind of style of basically her um you know going and doing secret missions and stuff like that is is more interesting to me than her suddenly i was being really superhero. into that but they screwed mm. it up with the agent carter tv show they just didn't mm. they just didn't have the budget and i just they didn't have the the scope of storytelling with the writers so you know, I'm like, this is like their second hit of the nail, man. And I'm I'm into this. I actually think they don't even need to bring it back. Like you said, like they just take a different tack from, you know, bringing back Chris mm. Evans from the what ifs version of the story. Have him die. Just bring back the footage from the film. Mm. But then make him die and just get body double for that. And yeah. Off yeah. to the races. Or do they even need to if it's completely alternate? Like, you know, it might just be that they gave the super soldier serum to captain carter to start off with and that's what they did but then the question is why would they give it to captain carter unless there was yeah. something crazy so heroic I guess, so I guess that they, yeah. because i think because because the thing is it's like you know uh, if you're going to base it on something kind of you know realistic and it's occurring within the second world war kind of situation 
then it's like they didn't have women at the front line in that yeah. in that thing. But, so she's probably going to have to do something crazy heroic, and then they're just like, you're going to be like the leader of a team that goes around and you know and does stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they did address that in the what if story, but mm. yeah, unless they just you know hit the road running and don't even do that, or you know, just just pick it up straight where she's already kept in car. No, she's just like exactly exactly but then that's the thing man like you know like okay uh obviously like this is another thing like i'm always just thinking now like some crazy person gonna complain on twitter or something like that um even though i'm not on twitter and i never really read it or anything like that but somebody will be like oh yeah the british went to africa and took the vibranium from wakanda because because you know because like you know british were in east africa at that time you know what i mean and that's kind of where wakanda is and you know it's just like uh yeah if they've got sense they did it with um Fact in the Winter Soldier, they addressed a lot of those sort of issues and societal issues. Maybe they, if they got guts, they'll actually address some of that. That would be absolutely hilarious. That basically the vibranium shield <laughs> was stolen, like the, you know, that like exactly the same way that you know that the 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 Koinor diamond was stolen for the you know for the for the Why Queen's not? crown we and stuff have... like that. We could have like what T'Challa's grandfather as the Black Panther. Yeah in the show oh why not there's so many because we know that Captain America and Black Panther have like that back in the day rivalry so dude you could do so much for this it would be it would be stories that they didn't get to tell with the films you can (laughs) tell them now yeah yeah definitely definitely would be interesting man so uh, let's stick with Marvel um and let's talk about the the trailer that you know came out there yesterday uh and that everybody is kind of kind of talking about the She-Hulk trailer um before we go into you know things likes and dislikes of that of that kind of thing um i just want to just quickly read what it says on the synopsis where it basically is saying that uh this is a comedy um show so i kind of went into she hulk without knowing a great deal about what it's going to be like um and then read the synopsis afterwards of the fact that this is going to be a comedy oh, show. you weren't prepared at all because i had been hearing that for for a while so that Part didn't really surprise me well the things that i've been hearing is the stuff that you know people been saying it's a mess and yeah. it's like i've heard that other times about other things and been like okay I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay any attention to that unless you know i really see it and then see it for myself and then know what's going on um but then uh one of the journalists from deadline tweeted out that he's heard that it's a bit of a mess there as well mm. um and then suddenly then the trailer dropped yesterday and i think that was basically because the fact to get ahead of potentially a deadline journalist which is you know deadline variety and hollywood reporter are kind of kind of legit kind of uh, things yeah. there as opposed to to comic book resources and, <laughs> yeah. and websites like that so i think it was just to get ahead of that story um so they so they released the trailer um did you know did you used to know a lot about She-Hulk there before? My only thing about She-Hulk was the was the cartoon back in the day, right? I know Yeah, there's a cartoon. Occasionally when she popped up in other people's stories. But you know, the broad strokes, you know, uh, Banner's cousin, uh lawyer. But yeah, she's never a character I went out my way to read because I wasn't really that interested in her. But yeah. The the thing that always interested me about 
what she hulk was like and kind of like when there was a there was a, a cartoon that came out recently which is um hulk and the agents of smash mm. right and it basically was um hulk scar um that kid rick who basically get he saves from the <laughs> from the atomic blast um and who else is there red hulk and She-Hulk, right? Um, so they're all kind of as a team, and obviously they've got their own kind of features and stuff. And the one feature mainly about She-Hulk was the fact that basically, even though when Hulk got angry, he was just like this rampaging, crazy-ass monster. Like with her, she had the power, which is similar power levels to what he had, but she was like maintained the fact that she was, yeah. um, you know, uh, she was who she was, right? So um, that was that was a very different kind of factor there about it. One of the things that stood out to me like an absolute sore thumb is the fact that we've now got Professor Hulk in this, and Professor Hulk retains all his faculties and she hulk retains all her faculties so it's like okay well what's the differentiation between those between those two yeah him his existence negates the point of her really existing but then i, I was in two minds because yeah i wasn't in love with this trailer but then i had to keep reminding myself kind of like with the ms marvel it's not really for me they're trying to really hit their different demographics now isn't it? <laughs> the kids the different uh, multicultural issues there. Uh -huh. This is a purely trying to be the alibut bill mm -hmm. of the Marvel universe. It's for the women, it like sex in the city. You got a dating at the end, we see, you know, doing the speed dating, all of that. It's that audience. They're trying to hit that audience specifically. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kinda yeah, I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like um, I was just watching this just like cringing all the way through, thinking they actually paid writers to write some of this stuff like some of the lines in this are just atrocious and when you're thinking about the you're selecting those for the trailer those are kind of like the best <laughs> the best lines that you can get right and i'm just thinking wow this is like this is painfully unfunny for a for a comedy right so this is this is why i come back to the fact that when i saw the synopsis i'm like okay this is a comedy then i look back at it i was thinking okay what's actually funny about this but then, but then I guess if you've kind of, like you said, got to put yourself in the mind of that New York metropolitan 30 year old woman yeah. who, who goes to work and probably thinks this is the funniest thing ever. Like when they're, you know, saying certain lines about them and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of in two minds about it. So, um, guys, we've got a lot, lot more to talk about, about the She-Hulk, but uh, we're going to be going for a little break, and then uh, we'll come back in a few minutes and uh, talk about there, that there oh, again, and time. some new stuff there as well. Have we? Yeah, the time isn't up yet. My time, my time is, like, telling me that it's definitely no, up, no, man. It comes up on our screen, man. We will yeah, start to count down 10 minutes and yeah, a little bit <laughs> we will we'll explain what, what this timer is there. Uh, you know, they don't see the, anywhere. I always cut it out. So, oh, you always cut it out. Yeah. That's fine. Cool. Okay. So, um, so one of the, um, one of the things that I saw in this, I think the main reason why I don't like it is because I've just got a thing when the Hulk just gets, gets ruined, right? It just really, really pisses me off. So, it's kind of like in this. Um, like I said, there's a certain demographic that they're going for, and the Hulk is like the non-threatening best friend 
Like they have this in almost every single female comedy. Usually it's just a completely non-threatening, usually, I don't know whether this is racist or not, but usually it's an Indian guy or a, you know, flipping, you know, an Asian guy or something like that. He's basically like completely non-threatening, beta male kind of guy. Um, that's what the they want though you know that's why women go to gay clubs because they're not going to get hit on they want that non-threatening best bud that they can just hang out with and just, you know. what did you think about the the method <laughs> women of are watching the, this screaming like what the yeah. hell are they talking about well in contact well, okay, there's, a bit, there's a bit where i'm <laughs> well, i'm gonna say something in a minute where they probably are gonna be um yeah gonna probably i'm gonna get a lot of abuse but um what did you think of the new way that um she gets her powers because that thing i was watching and i was like this is some stupid shit man this really is the dumbest I... thing that i've ever seen in my life apart from apart from mr fantastics uh, if that is <laughs> if that actually is how she gets her powers and isn't just them trying to find a way to manage her powers mm. you know maybe she starts off you know being like the hulk Mm. angry blah blah and he tries to figure out wade like he did to kind of fuse the mm. two sides of her together and that's what we saw which i'm leaning towards that that's probably what was going on there but if that's how she got the powers and that doesn't make sense why would he do that to her mm. you know what well, i was seeing like, that's not way to live it's it's bizarre yeah i was seeing over the past kind of um past kind of couple of weeks basically like um you know like articles and stuff like that being posted like you know from from a lot of kind of um bloggers saying stuff like um they have to change the powers because in effect she gets her powers as a fact that she's got cancer and gets a blood transfusion yeah. right so like i said i've always got this thing in the back of my mind as some idiot complaining on twitter that. about something they but, don't have to change that but that's the thing so uh, let me tell you about the take that these people are having on it was that basically uh, you have a woman who has breast cancer she gets saved from a man by a via a blood transfusion <sighs> right yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and then there, obviously then this becomes like her her power set um so her powers her, that's the whole thing is like this is the reason why i think they changed it in this way because then it means that her powers have not come from him her powers are already always there um because they don't want to show that she had to have a man to give her powers if you know what i mean if they go um, that route and that's fucking down i'm turning this off straight away from when i'm watching it that I, makes no they, sense i, I would i would I, I honestly would not i would it's not be cousin. surprised there are certain there are certain there are certain things in here which i i always find bizarre because it's kind of like um it's weird like you know when you when you get like the um you know the vocal minorities like on you know uh, on social media and stuff like that um are always talking uh talking about uh equality and um and like you know there's no difference to male and female and stuff like that but then some of the lines in this are like so freaking cringe that it's like there's some bits in there where she's talking about how like um you know uh <laughs> how like um being fearful and overreacting 
is like a typical trait of the average woman, right? And I, I watched that and I was laughing. I was like, are you serious? They actually got a woman in a show that's aimed towards women to actually bloody say that, right? When it's like the whole show is like aimed at the fact of like, you know. Well, we don't know that yet. We're presuming that. Come on. It's mate. written by a woman as well. What's okay? Mind. Okay. So anyway. You're saying that it's not aimed at not aimed for women. Oh, it's aimed at women, but we don't know what they're what they're trying to put across. We're assuming that it's you know women that you do it all without a man. You know, we yeah, it probably will be, but that but it probably will be, mate. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm t- I, this is the thing. Like this is this is always um, this is always what cracks me up because I'm I'm a member of so many like Marvel forums and stuff like that, and it's like you can see it's so funny because you get get the marvel fans who post this stuff up and everybody's like oh my god this is amazing this is whatever and you can see like some people are literally just like i have to praise it because it's marvel but i'm just i'm struggling <laughs> like what did you think of what did you think of the cgi of this man that did not look good there was like one or two shots where it didn't look so bad but i don't know what sort of technique they use if it's similar to what they did with hulk well actually, actually it's weird because in scenes where you've got banner there and She-Hulk, it's like they've taken his model from that they used that they'd already kind of perfected from the Infinity War or the Endgame movie, where you know it's highly detailed. It looks good, looks realistic, all the mm-hmm. movements. But it's like hers, I didn't have time to perfect it, and hers just looks a bit janky and it doesn't move right, and it's mm-hmm. they don't sit well with each other. Have you um, uh, you probably seen on YouTube? There's this um, these, this group called. Um, corridor corridor crew i think they're yeah, yeah there's a little corridor or something like that yeah yeah so they they basically go and they're like graphics effects artists and they've kind of answered this in a previous video that basically if you have a some something that looks alien and you try and make it look human that to our eyes always appears to look better than if you have something human and you're trying to keep the humanness of it yeah. but make it look more monstrous yeah. So if you start off with the model, so uh, so when people are likening this to the Hulk, it's like the Hulk is a monster that they tried to make look more human. Yeah. Whereas she, hers is like a human, but they've tried to make her look a bit more monstrous, which kind of why with us, when we're looking at the mouth movements and all that kind of stuff, you're trying to look through a human mirror and it doesn't, it doesn't kind of work. Yeah, That's, it's a big balancing act to bring that to life to maintain her femininity and beauty and all of that, but also still have that size and power. But it's, like yeah. I said, it's a technique though. It's like, I don't know how, I guess we'll see behind the scenes stuff, but it is like she's still doing her motion capture on this, mm. but they've just, you know, up the size rather than get her someone who is that physical size to a degree and then just put her face on their, their body. So yeah, I don't know, we'll see. I'd like to see the behind the scenes on this. It will, yeah, it'll be interesting to 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 see. Obviously, that behind the scenes. Um, yeah, this man, I, I I put this I put this up on like the film forums and stuff like that, and universally, like everybody everybody cussed it basically. Um, but I think I think this is where we start to I think get issues with with Marvel stuff, and this is like, you know, when you have something that gets universally praised like the mcu right pretty much by critics by fans by whatever i think the problem is is that you can start disappearing up into your own hype right 
and you could start believing your own stuff. So like oh, the one, the one thing. So much. Okay. So the one thing that made Guardians of the Galaxy so great was the fact that it's this team that you've nobody really heard of. Heard of. It's this kind of like out there kind of team, yeah. but then you still have the backbone of Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, you know, uh, Hulk etc right you still got that backbone that is there the problem is now is that they're kind of thinking okay well we don't need a backbone anymore what we need what we have is is we have these characters that have never really been like major characters but oh we're gonna bring them in because they have to take over and be the second sphere well to me i kind of think well okay mate this is like this is like you know um wwe when it starts running out of ideas and starts calling on hulk hogan and stone cold and stuff to bloody turn up because it's like look mate you need you need fantastic four you need x-men you need i would even say deadpool to become your backbone there Obviously, again i want those more established characters to still be around the ones we say haven't tapped yet x-men fantastic four bloody blah but you don't because you brought up guardians of the galaxy it succeeded because it was a great adventure film. It didn't have any of those other characters in it. It's but that's what I'm saying. It's an individual film. Yeah. Imagine if every single film in the MCU had characters as obscure as Guardians of the Galaxy. That's almost what's happening now. This is like, these guys are like, like F-tier characters, man. Come on, matter. they're literally, it really, it literally I think it doesn't does. Matter Honestly, as long I as think it's it does. Written well. And the stories are good. The problem we're I, having with this is that it just doesn't seem to be that. Like Moon Knight, a lot of people aren't familiar with Moon Knight. Even me as a comic book, I didn't really read Moon Knight that heavy. But I still enjoyed the show because they, I was interested in the characters. I was interested in the story that they were put into the screen. It didn't matter that I wasn't deeply, you know, embedded in the lore and grew up with it. it did, as long as it was, as long as it's good, that's all that matters. I still, I still think you need it. I still think you need a backbone in there. Because uh, I, I, my, my, honestly, my thought process is, we, you know, we've had comic books going on for, you know, for decades and decades didn't and decades. Have a clue about Why, Iron Man. Most regular people, they didn't know. Yeah, they people knew Captain America, man. They knew. They like, heard the you name. Know, everybody knew Captain Captain America, man. Out of the bubble like of us, Spider Man right yeah spider-man Spider everybody freaking yeah. spider-man is the most selling superhero kind of out there right yeah. and this is the this is the reason why i kind of like i kind of think to myself if this is the problem with universal praise man you get universal praise like all the time then eventually what happens is is that it's kind of like okay there's no competition we're just gonna we're just gonna do this and we're gonna do that and it's like some sometimes i think people need to need to say look just to stop why are you doing why are you doing that it, it would be way way more interesting if you had um you had hulk and basically it was like right okay we need to i, I think we need to kind of maybe have our own team and then the whole thing is about you know hulk and scar and and uh she hulk and all that kind of stuff and it'll be just like a totally you know out there kind of thing that you're seeing this is just like 
Man, I know we mentioned Ali McBeal there before, but it's like when I was at uni, like we still sit around and watch Ali McBeal. And, and it's like, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, Ali McBeal is like way more interesting than something like this. This is kind of just like, I see certain things in it that I just think, okay, um, you know, certain lines and stuff that you can pick up and think, is this meant to be funny? Is somebody, um, is somebody's who, you know, if uh, is it funny to laugh at somebody's parents have been killed? I don't know. Is that yeah, is that if funny? It's, if it's in South Park, then it tends to be. If it's in South Park, funny. yeah, if those what? parents are being fed <laughs> to their own child <laughs> in Chile, and that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In South Park, anything goes, though, man. That is the that is the thing, man. Oh, but I, to, go, oh. to counter what you're saying, I say that they've earned the right to try different things after ten years. You know, it's not all going to work. I knew this is going to, we're going to get to the point where they're going to, you know, zigzag and zig when they should have zagged and it's not quite going to work. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not expecting Ms. Marvel to work and I'm not really expecting this to work. But, you know, I'll give it a go. But they've earned the right to, to have a couple flops here and there. Exactly. I mean, it could it could be worse. It could be the CW, right? You could, yeah. you could, yeah. <laughs> you could have to deal with what we have to deal with um which yeah which completely sucks man so um yeah guys let us know what you think about that uh um she-hulk trailer man because yeah i don't know that did not look good to me but um but ed's ed's will give it a go um because <laughs> he is me. <laughs> it's all on ed i might watch one episode just to be like oh my god i gotta see <laughs> see something see something horrendous man so um so yeah, so we'll um, uh, we'll check that out there at some point. So um, before we go to the break, should we briefly talk about Ezra? Um, if you can squeeze in, go for it. Um, so, so so Ezra Miller. Um, so they've released kind of like the body cam footage and stuff like that um, of uh, of you know what happened with Ezra Miller. Um, and I think I think the thing is with Ezra, I think he just needs to be like you know like you know like Mike Tyson, right? Mm. So Mike Tyson was like out of control, but he was crazy talented. And then when Customato came, he basically just like could, you know him. controlled him, molded yeah. him. And I think Ezra is kind of the same way. I think he's he's a bit out of control, and but you know if he gets a little bit of help, then yeah, uh, you know then you have then, to want it. That would be great. You have to want the help, and I don't think he does. I don't think he really he's gotten to the point where he feels like he needs it yet. He has to really hit rock bottom for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, th- I think one of the you know one of the things is that um, sometimes you get certain kind of you know footage and stuff like that that basically gets gets released and people make a lot more deal of it you know you know than it should be um, and really with this it's like um, you know kind of storming a teacup because the policeman apologized to him for what he said to him um, but it's Ezra's reaction which is a bit bit overboard man so. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's uh, let's jump into some more Marvel there, and um, basically, there's some rumors that are going around about Professor X's deleted scene um, in the uh, Dot Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness film. So um, the interesting thing of of Dot Strange is that it was you know two hours 
you know, just over two hours, right? And usually we know these films kind of run around two and a half hours. Um, so, you know, for it to have been only two hours there is, is, is a short amount of time. Um, and, you know, was there extra stuff there in it? Now, um, you know, <laughs> it's been trending over the last couple of days, uh, release the Raimi cut. Um, because uh, because because apparently there's a lot of rumors about different um, different scenes I, that are in it that you know I did hear him say that there is he didn't remember how long exactly but he did say that there is a way longer cut of the movie uh, yeah so I would be very interested to see what they cut out but Marvel don't do these sort of director's cuts for their stuff so chances are they will ever see that so there were there were certain um, there were certain things that apparently they test screened. And when they test screened it, it came up um, that people didn't really like it. Um, and uh, most of this information is coming from the, the you know, the, the insider guy, basically, who you post on Reddit and things like that. So one of them, the, one of the interesting ones there was Professor X's, um, you know, uh, cut scene. And um, one of the things I talked about when we uh, reviewed uh, Dot Strange was, you know that you've got an alpha level mutant who basically just gets like you know annihilated very very quickly um by wonder um but there was a scene apparently before that when basically um they had the illuminati um and what they were doing was they were actually like um they lived in this kind of utopian city so we see like you know when when we go to their their version of i don't know it's new york right i think it's yeah. their version of new york like you know it's very much like you know everybody looks quite happy there's like you know grass growing everywhere and you know kind of stuff like that and um and flowers all over the place and things but the the kind of hidden thing is the fact that the illuminati kind of rule the kind of sidelines with a with an iron fist right so um so they don't let um they don't let other superheroes kind of um get out of control which is why they went and killed their dot strange black bolt killed their dot strange um the 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 missing scene there apparently was going to have fassbender in it because Fassbender is was going to be Wanda's dad, basically. How old is Fassbender? He's like my age. He's in his forties, yeah. Okay, so I was just thinking, Fassbender's my age. It's like there's no way that I'd have a daughter who's who's Wanda's <laughs> age, right? Uh, unless they're going to age well, up Fassbender or something. I don't Wanda know. Wanda is supposed to like... be kind of younger than she actually is. I think the actress yeah. in the first, but she's supposed to be. But then like she's early got ten-year-old kids. She's got like made up seven kids. made yeah, up kids. Yeah, yeah, okay, up okay, kids. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, those kids don't exist, Wanda. Um, so, so yeah, so basically, he was meant to meet up with Fassbender, and um, they it was meant to show that um, basically Wanda had way too much power. So, Professor X used his ability to um, to basically get rid of Wanda's power in that universe yeah right and um it apparently didn't test very well with audiences because they looked and they were like all oh, the illuminati are like evil them yeah. testing as evil doesn't work very well but for me actually uh, i actually prefer that because now that makes the other scene of wonder decimating 
um, Professor X make way more sense to me because it's like he thought he could do the same thing again that he did with Wanda, but then you got a way more powerful Scarlet Witch. It's like, uh-uh, yeah. I'm going to kill you off now. But um, at the same time, I, from a storytelling point of view, they didn't want... I think they wanted to kind of... Uh, sit on the fence and get that little balancing act of her being the villain and not really rooting for her, but at the same time still making her sympathetic. And I think that ticked it over too much to making her sympathetic where you were cheering for her to kill all mm. those guys. But I don't mm. think they wanted that reaction. They still want you to be like, oh no, Professor X and oh no, Dr. Leo, Mr. Fantastic. Like I still wanted that. I bet yeah. they still wanted that sympathy for them. So that yeah, ticked it over. So it makes sense. So so somebody actually put a message up on our um a message a post up on the on the facebook page um which was about mr fantastic so um the, this same person actually asked me what a cheese string was there before uh, in, a, in a message which is why i put up a picture of a cheese string to say this is a cheese string because i guess they don't have cheese strings all the way around the world um but then um then he's uh he put a post up saying what do you guys think about the fact that uh, Mr. Fantastic, the way he got portrayed in this, now basically means that the way that he's died, you can't now have Krasinski coming again as Mr. Fantastic because it's like it's just shown him as just being utterly destroyed within seconds by Scarlet Witch. And it's now it's like, okay he's meant to be the head of this superhero team and you know all that kind of stuff does it diminish mr fantastic in in not in that universe me. specifically john krasinski as mr fantastic not for me i think he, people would perfectly accept him coming back as a different version but there's also the chance that he was never gonna be mr fantastic in its own film that this was the only thing he would agree to do and if that is the case, then, you know, that's, that's fine with me. But it would be a shame because he, he, he does fit it really well. Yeah. So who's, do, who's doing the Fantastic Four film now? Because it, it was changing. John Watts, yeah. right? But John Watts is gone now. And, yeah, it keeps changing. So no one's really been um, officially announced, I don't think, yeah. at this point. Um, another, another message, same guy, Josh, writes, <laughs> basically, is... Um, if we could have another person from the Illuminati on the council, replacing somebody from the council, who would we have instead? Tom Cruise's armor. <laughs> Tom Cruise's armor, which is what's going yeah. over every single forum there at the moment. Yeah. Like everybody's sad because Tom Cruise's Iron Man was not instead there. Of, yeah, instead of uh, Captain Marvel. A quick, a quick aside. Anyway, are we adopting Tom Cruise in the UK at the moment or something? Because he's like over here, like continuously. He's he presented house. like the Nasty, yeah, and his uh, daughter lives in um his adopted daughter lives in Croydon, yeah. close to where I work. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, she's like married uh, to some guy there. Because he um uh he what's it called um he presented like the Queen's Horse Show and stuff there as well. And the and Jubilee, yeah. Yeah, the, on the Jubilee and stuff. And I'm just like thinking, man, this guy, like, you know, I think maybe because because nobody nobody really gives a shit in this country about Scientology. They just like, get on with it, mate. Do what you want. Just make us a good film. Whereas in America, maybe people yeah, care a, a lot more about that. Yeah, 
And Scientology um, is here. They're all like little Scientology buildings about yeah. the place, but no one really kind of, yeah, whatever. I don't think we have like a, you know, a big four story. Like, have you seen their, their headquarters? It's like a bright baby blue four story, like, you know, massive kind of place basically. So yeah, I, I think maybe cause we don't have that. We know yeah. you really good yeah. stuff about it. You know what I mean? So um, what we haven't talked about there at the moment it's some Star Wars, man. So let's just quickly get into some Star Wars. Um, there is a couple of bits of Star Wars news. First, the um, Acolyte, uh, you know, the, the, the Acolyte Star Wars is apparently meant to be occurring um, around um, uh, between 10 and 100 years before The Phantom Menace mm. to kind of show how the Sith became, like, you know, part of this, uh, you know, uh, part of the government and all that how they infiltrated it and stuff like that um and that's pretty much what that show is going to be about so um does that interest you or uh, are, you, are you still like me where it's like you want to go back a bit further all I'll, the way to ideally the old... i want to go old republic <laughs> but um yeah but yeah hey star wars i'm down regardless yeah and I'm also um, hearing John Watts is doing Star Wars now. That might have been the reason why he dropped out of Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's the that's the one that he's doing. It's Acolyte. Oh, he's doing it. Yeah, so he, he's doing the Acolyte thing. Um, more interested. So uh, there's actually, there's three bits of Star Wars news. The second bit of Star Wars news is that um, the next Star Wars trilogy that is coming out is going to be Taika Waititi's trilogy. So that's going to be the next main Star Wars canon trilogy, basically, right? So that's interesting because that kind of like with Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn, when that came out, if you watch kind of phase one before that kind of came out, the tone was was a bit different. Mm. And then when that came out, the tone pretty much started to follow Guardians of the Galaxy tone. And it still does to now basically right i'm just thinking kind of um with taika waititi's style do you think that will set a trend for star wars there as it goes along um hey. kind of like what guardians of the galaxy well, did fag is already kind of deep into developing his one so i'm curious to see what the hell that story is but i also heard that kathy kennedy said that primarily now star wars is about what's happening on the disney plus show mm. the movies are really now decide the, the, yeah. the shows are what star wars is now i actually so that was the third bit of news about kathleen kennedy i actually have now a newfound respect for kathleen kennedy man because she's had a lot of stuff said about her yeah. you know for quite a long time but i'll tell you one thing um you know if you if you kind of think that you haven't done something correctly or whatever right and you learn after the fact and it's kind of like you're like okay fine i've learned from what's going on there this didn't work this did work all that kind of stuff and then you come out with that that to me immediately brings way more respect to you know to to somebody and it, as somebody who basically like you know uh, in my surgical career started off doing stuff in one way and then later on, it's like, ah, I don't think that kind of works. Let's go and do it this other way. And, you know, blah, blah. I, I really respect that. Destroyed a ton of people's mouths. Yeah. I mean, after, out. yeah, after, you know, after, <laughs> uh, after, 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 after
okay well we do use a mallet but that, that's that's very different but anyway uh, so uh, so with um with that i mean she's saying that um she's um she's regretted um the solo because it's kind of like she's like oh you know it didn't quite work with with um how was that guy's name alden i i, I can't remember what his name is einreich or uh, something like that that it didn't quite work um and she that she's also like um you know we're going to try and tell the stories there in a much more kind of you know longer more linear yeah. fashion rather than restricted to trilogies i think that kind of uh, is a bit of retrospection for her man which which really i i do respect man i respect her now way more than i did there before because if she came out and she's like, oh, no, no, I, you know, I think so, like Tony Blair, who keeps saying that, you know, the Iraq war was amazing. Um, kind of like if, if uh, you know, when she, if she comes out and she's like, oh, Solo, yeah, it's a really good idea to, to get a guy who is five foot six to be playing the charismatic six foot plus uh, Harrison Ford. It kind of just makes you think, okay, you're completely deluded, but she kind of admitted it didn't work. So, yeah new 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 found respect there for me you mistakes uh, i like that admitting it admitting it so um we ed's actually sent me this interesting bit of news there earlier as well which i was just like nah this has got to be a spoof right but technology has moved on such a crazy level now right yep. where it's almost like it's almost like like video games in reality so kind of like when you're thinking about a lot of these films that are filmed there nowadays a lot of them are basically animated yeah on a screen with the with the actors being secondary people who are, who are kind of coming so into much it of the spider-man films way more than we probably even realize is almost completely cg what we're looking at on the screen when yeah. he's in the suit yeah so much of it isn't even real it's mad yeah that actually reminds me of another question that we got a week ago that i totally forgot about but i will i will say at the end uh, yeah. because uh because yeah um that it's got it's got to do with spider-man anyway so uh, basically this story is that um marvel studios has signed a deal with um with stanley's the company who i don't know who owns that now his estate i guess yeah which is his, his estranged daughter and, and stuff entertainment um saying that you know they've now got his likeness so they can use likeness on you know um on lunch boxes and and, and, uh, and tv and uh, you know in the films and, the and everything um they will use it in the disney parts man they're gonna get some kind of um technology holographic technology to get stanley to welcome you into yeah. the marvel part of that and i think that to be honest will be pretty cool man to see like you know to see those kind of things do you think that nowadays right we're getting to the stage where we've got like uh we had um some of these people are not dead but we've got we had like a, we had an elton john film and mm. we got a whitney houston film coming up mm. we got an elvis film mm. uh we had a bowie we got a bowie film coming up and i'm just thinking the technology is getting to the stage where you could get the actor to play it but you could pretty much put bowie's face on the, dude. the face that all you depends could... though on the ego of the actors because they want to be seen actors mm. want to be seen they don't want to be covered up by somebody else's face so if they can get someone who's a good performer who's willing to 
mm. literally, literally become that person. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, possible. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, is like you have somebody like uh, this is why I never understand in these in these biopic ones because it's like the the Elvis guy looks kind of like Elvis, he but not enough. There's enough, it, enough, enough like Elvis, but it's like Elvis had something special kind of thing, and it's like I think the only time when these things work is, say for example, when you get Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan. I think that's going to be hilarious as hell, man, because the way they're <laughs> going to play it, the way they're going to play it is kind of like a piss take. Well, they play it for laughs. Yeah. yeah. But they're not going to be like, oh, this is Hulk, you know, this is the way that, you know, Hulk Hogan actually properly looks like and this is the way that he is. I think they are going to play it kind of a bit more jokey, which is which, which would be decent. But um, obviously, Stanley's estate wants this, uh, which is why they've, they've yeah. kind of sold the well, rights there. To explain um, to, like we mentioned, like some of the ways they're going to use it. But yeah, it did include that they're going to use archive footage and digitally recreated basically deep fake Stanley to, so they can put him back in, you know, the shows well, back in, but, you know, into the shows in his little cameos and in the mm. films as well. So they can keep doing those little cameos of Stan, but it will all be digital archive stuff kind of manipulated. Is that yeah. a good thing? I um, think he would love it though. Honestly, he would love it. He would love it because he created this thing and I guess he wants some of it, you know, live forever yeah. in the films. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, you think about it, man. This dude made comic books for years and years, right? Like, you know, when he, you know, in the 70s, he was like, you know, in his late 30s, early 40s, right? So so it's like the 70s to now. Uh, so so these films have made started from 2008, right? So it would have been another, you know, 30 plus years before we even saw anything to the level of what his comic books were yeah. and it really came quite late in life there to him yeah. so i'm pretty sure he probably would be like yeah i do i would want that and also you gotta you know you're, you're saying about the ego and stuff like people do have an ego to be like yeah i want to be seen on screen afterwards and i think that would be something that you know people would want um what was that? the thing is who would would they completely make him digital or would they be like some, they get some old dude and say, just walk around mix, and a mix of both. Uh, like I said, some of that, some of the archive stuff. Yeah. It depends what the, how much they've got in the can that they didn't use from the old stuff, different takes and uh Disney recreate his voice. Mm. It's kind of like, um, you know, at the, at the end of Dr. Strange when they have Bruce Campbell it's kind of like, you know, um, that kind of thing you can see was the kind of thing they would have put Stan Lee in yeah. instead, um, you know, to, uh, to, to kind of do that. So, yeah, um, uh, the, uh, it, it does interest me. The, the park thing actually interests me more, I think, to have like, because I'm kind of thinking of like, the, you know, there's so many like futuristic films where they have a hologram like introducing like, oh, this is, uh, you know, an educational piece or something like that. And I think it would just be mad to have like 
Stan Lee like doing a tour of like a Marvel museum or something. This is your tour guide, like literally <laughs> Stan Lee. You know, I, mean? I think that would be flipping crazy, man. That'd I'd love mad. to see that. I'd love to see that, man. Um, and then and then afterwards the hologram turns off and it's just this old dude is walking, <laughs> walking around. He has to keep directly in the in the in the line of the of the of the hologram. That would that would kind of suck. But anyway, um the the the, the final topic we'll come to there today, um, Amber, Amber Heard, man, Amber and Johnny. Um, we kind of gl- glossed over this last week, and uh, you know it wasn't. We didn't. We didn't cover much there on it. But um, interestingly enough, man, um, she's not coming off very well, to be honest. <laughs> um, and. Um, <laughs> And, and and also at the same time, it seems to be like there's a lot of kind of stuff that is going on behind the scenes. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting because like if you have somebody who has an accu- accusation straight away, like all their contracts just disappear. Mm. They don't even say they're suspended. They're just like your contracts are gone. But with Amber Heard, it's like basically like apparently she tried to re tried to negotiate her her um thing as Mira going further forwards and Disu were like nah mate uh we just we just can't come to an yeah, agreement on the so contract well she's saying that she was initially dropped like they cancelled the contract mm. and she had to fight to get it back to actually stay in Aquaman because they really yeah. want to get rid of her completely now she's bitching about how she doesn't know how much of her is in it there's rumors about her only being in there for like 10 minutes mm. there's rumors that all the action scenes that she was in yeah, she said sliced that. out of it. Yeah, she said. Um, she actually originally got a script where there was quite a lot more of the character, but then it all just got trimmed down. Yeah, I mean, I'm in two minds about that because basically, like you know, I kind of even even though I wouldn't want Amber Heard anywhere near any property whatsoever, I kind of think to myself like, okay, uh, this this film's called Aquaman, mm-hmm. right? It's not called Aquaman and Mirror. Right. And Mira, okay, she's an integral part to um, you know, to the to the world of Aquaman. But this is an Aquaman story, man. This should be based on Aquaman doing Aquamani adventures, right? Mm. As opposed to in the first one, it was basically Aquaman and Mira throughout the entire yeah. film, right? So it's like, okay, you want now a story there of Aquaman being a badass and commanding krakens and bloody you know and fighting sea monsters and all all this kind of crazy stuff that's what you kind of want to see um if you're looking for an aquaman kind of film um so so you the know. guys want to see but i'm sure some of the ladies like the fact that there was this other badass chick running around as well i think a just... lot of the guys like amber heard in there as well they should have just recast but warner brothers should have listened to people do you know the thing is this uh, the, uh, the more and more uh, in 10 years time they'll probably release a documentary about this about how crazy the goings on were at dc but dc seems to be in this perpetual like you know like when you leave a job and you're just like oh should i do this should i do this should i do this or yeah. should i just let the next guy do it uh, i'll just Plus i'll do the, the bare minimum whatsoever yeah. and then basically leave it on my desk and then the next person can carry on but DC seemed to have been in that for like five years, right? So it's just like, 
do we do it? Do we do it? Oh, let's just do the bare absolute minimum. Mm. <laughs> and then somebody else will take it and run with it. And that seems to be going from the contracts to the, uh, you know, to the, to the scripts, to the, to the, to the castings, to everything, like literally like, let's just do the absolute bare minimum until somebody puts us out of our misery and then, you know, takes us out of it. Yeah. Um, and that same thing seems to be going with this. So really they could have got in loads of, different other people you know what i mean they could have got in you know um uh what's her name amelia clark was the, the main one people keep yeah. talking about um and got rid of got rid of amber heard right but it's like i don't know man at, at the time amber heard was the ambassador for like you know violence against women for the un we'd you heard the I mean? audio it's yeah, weird yeah, that yeah. people have only started paying attention to that this time around. But it was out from all the way back then of her and what she was doing and all the lies and her saying she was going to set him up to take the fall and no one's going to believe him. Mm. That was all there in the public eye, but they just wanted to ignore that. That's true. That's true. I mean, sometimes you kind of think, okay, when people are so steeped into like um, that kind of um, that viewpoint, like they have with amber it's like they can't go anywhere else because it's kind of like okay well if i change now i'm gonna have to admit i was totally wrong it's kind of like people who are into like this QAnon stuff and they just can't get out of it because it's like i have to believe this is my life now this is my identity (laughs) i've told too many people about it exactly exactly like if i turn around now and was like shit i need to stop collecting dc now i need to go and collect something (laughs) else i won't be able to do it because uh you know you know i mean i keep trying to go to like image and like collect a few things and i'm just like oh no i'm going back to dc again <laughs> you know what i mean and then the uh, thing is they're still I, I, we'll see what paramount do moving forward but yeah they seem to still be doing it with you know like you spoke on ezra mm. that's the next issue that they seem to just be uh sticking their head in the ground and just being like no it's fine it's fine let's keep going yeah, forward well, that's, fine. well this is the thing because i guess that that film was meant to um it's meant to kind of set the next level of of the way the way that it's going um and it's interesting because all you know the the head of discoveries is you know basically like talking a lot of stuff like you know he wants uh like a head of story division and a creative division and they all basically go and um report to one person kind of up at the top who kind of oversees like all the stuff um so they they're saying the right things but then i guess you've got stuff that is still going on there at the moment that you've got to just just let go um and the flash is definitely is definitely one of them um because you know potentially that's another loss of a crap ton of money um i mean you know to me the it's weird because you've got this kind of thing where they're saying oh the flash is like the biggest movie because it's resetting everything but then at the same time you've got the massive ego of the rock saying that um you know that that his movie is the biggest movie yeah. that is like you know that is that's mm-hmm. ever kind of uh yeah. you know that, that is ever coming out so it's yeah it's just yeah, you know it's just um it's a very weird uh <laughs> weird kind of state of affairs that is uh you know that is going on um we finish on um on a on a listener's question that i got asked the week before but um and i think it's a tongue-in-cheek uh kind of <laughs> kind of question there um which um 
which says um why <laughs> why is there uh tom holland um andrew garfield and toby Maguire as spider-man mm. but benedict cumberbatch is is dr strange in every multiverse um <laughs> Right, <laughs> and and Wanda is the same in every multiverse, <laughs> um, and and uh, and Wong is the same in every in every multiverse there as well. Hey, this um, infinite multiverses, we don't we don't. It, it's bound to be other actors. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, man. Do do you think it would have been it would have been more funnier if they just brought in? different actors to play dr strange in different points um or uh, if there were known actors like big names maybe mm. but i don't know there is a, there is something more interesting in the fact that you're getting cumberbatch to be these different versions of himself i kind of liked that aspect for me i think that i don't think they were differentiated enough i would have liked seeing a really like an old bastard dr strange right he's literally just like just like giving up on life and he's just like sitting there on his couch just like you know muttering about the like spells and stuff and you know um just like really really different like characters and stuff like that you know what i mean different so, haircuts isn't that enough yeah but they all had the white hair on the side right which basically makes me think that in the mo in the in the multiverse every single every single version of me has got bloody white hair on the side, <laughs> side right uh, but um but yeah is um uh, I, i'm pretty sure that was a tongue-in-cheek question so i don't know whether that's uh <laughs> that's something to answer there or uh, answer there or not man so so yeah guys um that's um yeah, that pretty much uh, is uh, come to the end of the news there for the podcast. Um, just a quick thing. I did watch the end of Moon Knight. Um, and yeah, it's it was all right. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I, I liked episode five, I think the best, mainly because it reminded me a lot of when my dad took us to Egypt um and all of these like little stories about the reed sea and the sea of reeds sorry and you know all this kind of stuff because um because they were they were telling us these things about how uh in the hebrew bible uh it didn't say the red sea it says the reed sea and it is and it's basically like mistranslated into the red sea so moses parted the reed sea and the reed sea comes from this yeah. egyptian mythology and blah blah um so i thought i found that all quite interesting you know just to, the fact that they were going into that and stuff uh, and in the back of my mind i had this thing thinking this <laughs> um this um this director keeps saying that you know whenever people are talking about egypt all they're showing is like deserts and they're not showing what egypt is like and i'm thinking mate you're showing egyptian mythology which is the only thing that people talk about when they talk about egypt you know what i mean uh, but i guess that's the only thing that you kind of could have shown um the ending i think was was interesting i've said a lot of people battle. you got a kaiju battle between yeah. egyptian gods cool was that <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing is that the 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 one if you compare that to the one in what was that it's not gods and monsters what's it called gods of egypt gods oh, of geez. egypt right yeah, no. okay um 
it's like way better way way better um so so that that i thought was um was kind of you know kind of interesting and then you know bring up the characters i think ethan ethan hawk was amazing in this man literally really like good, in the is yeah. is good in the whole thing um i like the fact that a name but her being a her red being scarab a, or something he's called yeah, I, I was thinking. I was thinking. Okay, yeah, because just yeah, Scarlet Scarab, I think Scarlet that's Scarab. It. Yeah, that's it. yeah, something like that. So, so then I'm just thinking. Okay, Scarlet Scarab sound. It's like a bit like Blue Beetle, right? <laughs> it's kind of like, and there is a version yeah. of Blue Beetle that's called Scarlet Scarab. As yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so yeah, so um, so that that was quite cool. Um, and I think there'll be some people will be watching that thinking, okay, this is you know kind of. You know, kind of seeing something that is a bit that's different. That's what I was asking about. Maybe getting more um, to see it and seeing what she thought, because that's that's what that was a cool moment. I think she probably she probably like that. Um, or yeah, although she's becoming a teenager kind of now, so oh, it's okay. just like yeah, uh, <laughs> like things are all over the place. But um, but yeah, I mean, basically, like when you're when you're watching this, I kind of I I did. I did like it. I've seen it described as an anticlimax on a lot of uh, forums and stuff. I didn't think it was that. I thought it was kind of like there's an enclosed storyline and they brought closure to that enclosed storyline. Yeah. Um, what I like the fact is that basically uh, you get Mark and what's the other guy's name? Um, Stephen. Mark and Stephen, who kind of reject Konshu kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then the other guy... Who I can't remember his name, Jack, Jake, something Jake. like that. Jake, Jake. Um, he's kind of still conscious avatar kind of thing, but they're all the same person, right? Yeah. So, so it's like it's it's like uh, it's kind of crazy because if you were outside looking at that, it would be like, well, actually, no, it's just one dude doing all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But actually, because he's within different personalities there in himself. Um, you know it's uh it's interesting the hospital thing i liked i thought that was pretty cool because it's kind of just like um you know uh, it, it's I, I always i always like these things where it's kind of like there's something above you there's something kind of magical and spiritual above you that your brain cannot interpret yeah so what they then have to do is give you an image that you can interpret to show where you are and that's what yeah. the hospital represents yeah. and i really like the way that they did that and i think that when they do those kind of things there um that you know people don't don't seem to understand a lot about about what it is it's just like oh there's a hippo in the hospital and you know it just looks a bit weird and you know blah blah but actually um yeah it's the way that your brain's interpreting so i thought that was quite that was quite clever um but the way we're switching back and forth between mr night and moon night during that last fight as well that was slick that was real the, i think i think the i think the whole production's pretty decent um you know some people decent. said oh the cgi doesn't look, doesn't look great throughout the whole thing but i thought it was cool. okay i thought the cgi was okay i pretty much watched most we're of this spoiled. through my yeah we're sport that's the problem now we're sport for stuff and we just think something that's gritty is... yeah it's all right i started watching all of these through my projector right um and and it definitely looks different so when i see them on the tv cgi is very obvious like it's like if it's not right it's super obvious or if yeah. you see like you can see sometimes it's like obvious there's somebody walking around on a set 
yeah. right? And they're drawing all the stuff in. On the projector, it's different. It's like this actually looks like it's part yeah. of the part of the thing. And I think maybe because the fact that you know um, you've got the image zoomed up to you know 120 inch screen, and yeah. you know maybe some areas aren't as clear as others or whatever. Um, maybe that kind of kind of makes it different, but. Outside, I watched Mandalorian on it again, like the you know the um, thing there, and just Boba nice. Fett on it. it. Just it just looks way way better, man. Just way way better. So um, I like the fact that they've teased out the Jake. Look, at first I was a little annoyed that we didn't really get a closure of that, but mm. it gives them somewhere to go with the next season, rather yeah. than just doing it all in one go. So I'm yeah, fine with that. exactly, exactly. And I and I like the fact that they resisted the temptation to be like, okay how do we quickly get blade into this or how do we yeah. you know uh, like because you know yeah because then that's the thing that you know people are going to be talking about like, oh we suddenly got a quick cameo in here and you know everything's sealed and you know it all ends up like that and i that i that i think was quite interesting because it is generally pretty separate this thing i mean this thing could be occurring and nobody would bloody know about it like literally mm. nobody would know um because it's occurring in this in this kind of you know um, other worlds other world realm man so the only the only person who i expected potentially to turn up was wong because he seems to be in bloody everything there <laughs> at the moment. The new, everyone keeps talking dr strange is the new iron man wong is the guy that does the connected yeah. tissue now he's the new nick fury yeah so wong is in is is in she hulk as yeah. well right so it's like he's basically like she hulk has nothing to do with magic but it's just like wong is just gonna turn off somewhere oh, just like He's basically it. got, he has got a mad contract where it's just like, I need to like appear just in, uh, in I love everything, it. man. I love it. The fact that he's come from the IT crowd, I think it was the first time I ever saw him in anything to this. It's like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah, just I, exactly. Just love the fact that he's doing that. And he's basically like, um, it's like he got the Sorcerer Supreme on a technicality. Yeah. And now he just appears in every, absolutely <laughs> every single thing because he's the he's the dude that you need to, uh, you know, uh, need to talk to and get to. Um, so, yeah, um, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, you can uh, email us on dcvsmarvelpod at gmail.com or go to the most active, which is the, the Facebook page, which is uh, DCVS Marvel Podcast. Um, if you want to see um, some videos of some um of some uh coin book stuff there as well um i've started putting that stuff up on the uh, on the facebook page there as well um if you um we've been having some problems with video so we haven't been putting the video version of the podcast yeah, up on the voltron network later this week though but we should be getting that back there soon um and then i'll link that to you guys there as well find the voltron network on um on youtube and you'll find those videos there as well if you want to catch ed's talking about other uh films there as well you can catch him on the other uh podcast which is movies go give a look on all podcasting platforms um yeah and um and at some point maybe the rest in podcast may come back there as well oh, uh you never you Just, never, never up on that, you never never you never never know man um so yeah uh until then guys uh we'll see you again next time later see you guys yeah.